Are you immersed in a sea of business advice and education, but not sure what to embark on first? Instead of adding to the ocean of information, we're here to help you navigate it like a pro. The Wayfinding Growth Podcast will help you take a deep dive into new actionable strategies, tools, and tactics to help you grow. So start charting a course for business growth as you explore a better way to grow further, faster, with your hosts, Remington Begg and George B. Thomas. Might I say I am super excited today because on this episode of the Wayfinding Growth Podcast, we're about to get crazy cool. But let me first check in before we get to the guest with the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend. Get ready for a wild ride today. I'm just saying, I got my Dunkin' Donuts right here. Remington, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm stoked about this. This, I think we got a little bit of energy in this episode that might wake a couple people up. Just a little bit. Between Remington, between me and the guest, which I'm now going to introduce, and we're going to dive into a little bit of the backstory before we talk about today's topic. The one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend the, might I say, almost internet god, Joe Calm, from his own universe, his own planet, his own website, his own everything. (laughs) Joe, how are you doing today? You got a lot of men, myths, and legends on this show. This is uh, just kind of a mythic Good company. Yeah. Yeah, Legendary or something. Yeah, yeah. This is a great episode. Good, good. So so tell the guests just a little bit, like – if if anybody has been living under a rock, if if there are people out there, have, you know, there probably are people who have not met you, not met me, like a little bit about you. We're going to ask you to dive in a little bit deeper here in a minute, but just surface level, who's Joel? What's Joel about? Let us know. I, well, first of all, thanks for inviting me and for the humbling intro. I think you overstate my status, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll take it. You know, I guess you are uh, in at least perception wise what other people say you are uh, you know right. as for me i am just a uh, a guy who likes playing with the toys and when i find a cool toy i like to tell other people about it and talk about it and so you know there's this eternal 12 year old aspect of myself that i'm eternally curious and playful and uh, want to bring value to others but i want to do it in a way that you know i'm having fun doing what I'm doing. And so I've been online entrepreneur now for, I'm in my 24th year. So that really dates me. I was dialing in on a TRS-80 model one with 4k of Ram on a 300 baud modem in 1980. That really dates me. Uh, And since we're doing video, the gray hair doesn't hurt either. You can kind of tell from that. And uh, since that time, you know, I've, I've dabbled and played in so many different sandboxes and technology from blogging and podcasting to video and information products, affiliate marketing, social media marketing, speaking. I've written 15 books and currently um, my latest passion is my new book, The Fun Formula and my podcast that's all about cryptocurrency, The Bad Crypto Podcast. That was a mouthful. Maybe even two. (laughs) So here's here's the thing. I do want to unpack something. And Remington, I think that you I think that you're coming up here as far as the question and diving in a little bit deeper. But before you do, Joel, I want to unpack something that you said or actually I want you to unpack something that you said because you you've said it so many times and you can tell by in in the method that it just kind of flowed right out that some people may have missed it. 
you said something about being 12 years old and mm. curiosity and learning. And I really want you to just take a minute to talk about how important do you think curiosity and the mindset of always learning and never feeling like you may be, quote, air quotes here, know enough has impacted you and your growth over the years? Well, I think it's a part of who I am. You know, there's a lot of people that are very methodical and need to be very scheduled and need to plan out. It's just a part of their personality. I don't want to say that one size fits all. But for me, in reverse engineering my life, I've realized and discovered that my greatest success has always come, always, when I've been having the most fun, when I've been the most curious, when I've taken the most risks. Uh, this is, you know, I am of the anti-hustle and grind mentality. I think that the hustle and grind is way overstated. I think it burns people out. I think it's dangerous in the long term. And I think it takes people off the focus of what's really important in life. And again, when I reverse engineered my successes and my failures, I discovered that when I worked and hustled and ground, grinded, bust my ass, um, <laughs> that is when I had at best moderate success, often no success or failure. It's when the least amount of effort has actually led to my greatest success. So quit this hustle and grind nonsense. There's yeah, more to life. Fun. Right? I can't wait to dig into this topic more. So how do you make a living today? Like, uh, today, yeah. uh, well, you know, I've built up a number of streams over the years through my sites, through my books, through speaking. Uh, but presently, I'm most focused on this podcast that I'm doing with my co-host, Travis Wright, called The Bad Crypto Podcast. It's a show we started in July 2017, and in our first year, we had uh, over 5 million downloads. We're at something wow. like 7 million right now, and we do four episodes a week, and it makes cryptocurrency, blockchain, and the future of digital money easy to understand for regular people like us and a lot of fun. So I now have a new podcast that I need to go check out because the world of cryptocurrency, while I have dipped my toe into it and tried to figure it out and talk to brothers, cousins, like, you know, what is this thing? It is really complex. So here's the thing, though. Like, I love the fact that we're talking to you about this fun factor and that you're like, hey, my latest podcast is cryptocurrency. And by the way, before today, had no clue, <laughs> zero clue that you even talked about that because there's about, oh, I don't know, 12 other things that I've heard and seen you talk about historically over the past. So, so that I just, I want the viewers and listeners to understand like, Pivoting and changing and switching the things that you want to talk about because you want to talk about them may be a vital piece of actually having fun in your life, which we're going to dig into further. Joel, here's the thing. there In everybody's life, there are waypoints. There are milestones, if you will. What are some major milestones that you look back and go – ooh, that really made me who I am, or ooh, that was a really smart decision, or ooh, if that didn't happen, then I don't know X, Y, Z. Like, give us yeah. some of that. I think, you know, when I initially um, 
started my online business in 1995, I was I was still working at JOB on the side, and I was also a DJ. I did uh, you know mobile events, so parties uh, like weddings and class reunions. I was the guy behind the turntables and the monkey with the microphone, and uh, I I knew that this internet thing was going to be a thing, and I thought I want to play with this. And in 1995, I built my first website. It was one of the first 18,000 sites in the world. The site's still up. It's called worldvillage.com. I still need to figure out what to do with it, but it's still there. Um, and about a year, I felt like, you know, I'm not a deeply religious person, but I am spiritual. I believe in God, and I believe this was this was where I was supposed to go. I quit my job, and after about a year, it was just about out of money. Um, and at that point, I remember doing what uh, any sane person with uh, a wife and two small children, a one and a three year old would do when you're about to run out of money. I fell on my knees. I was like, oh, God, help me. <laughs> Literally, seriously. I know it sounds funny, but that's I just I said I thought I was supposed to do this. I quit my job. Um, we're running out of money. I mean, I think we had like a buck or so in the checking account. It mm. was it was bad. And I said, if you want me to keep doing this, and now I'm praying to whoever, you know, to God, I'm saying, if you want me to keep doing this, you need to drop money out of the sky because I don't know what to do. Within a week, guys, within a week, I got an email uh, from a gentleman in another state who I never heard of who was representing a Japanese multimedia conglomerate that I couldn't pronounce at the time. I can now. It's called Takarajamisha. Misha. Uh, they were kind of like a Time Warner at that time in Japan. You know, they t- radio, TV, newspapers, and so on. And they wanted to license some of the content I had created on my website. Well, as I was getting the, fielding this call, I thought, oh, this will be good for a, you know, a few hundred bucks a month or something. <laughs> I ended up getting $7,500 a month. This is 1996, mind wow. you. Um, and mackerel. the money fell out of the sky. Call it what you will. Call it an accident if you want to, a happy accident. Call it luck, chance, whatever. To me, it indicated that I'm on the right path. And if I just keep moving forward and have faith that everything is going to work out, then everything's going to work out. And so that was just the first moment of of succeeding in a way that made me feel like I really didn't have anything to do with it. I just sure. showed up and and moved in the direction that I felt wa- that I was called to do. And for me, that was uh, that was life changing. Okay, pump the brakes because Remington. I know it's supposed to. I know I know it's supposed to be you, but pump Apparently, the brakes. I'm not allowed to have a talk. Um, you are. You are allowed to talk. <laughs> and I know it's supposed to be you, but I give yeah, Remington a question. Yeah, Come on. He, he's no, got one. He's, Go ahead. He's got Go ahead. one. But I just I just need to unpack a couple of things. And and I am gonna. Talk You're always deeper. unpacking my stuff. George yeah, Pete. yeah. Hey, you got good stuff to unpack, brother. I'm just gonna throw uh, that out oh, there. Careful there. Here, here's here's the thing. <laughs> It's, hey, it's a kid-rated uh, show. We're good to go. We're All not right, going to go there. So here, here's the thing for me. I just want – and I'm going to unpack this on the recap episode more, like deeper. But I, it is the first time on the Wayfinding Growth uh, show that we have heard some things. One, you can be spiritual. doesn't mean you have to be religious. You can have faith that things are going to work out because if you have that faith and that belief – these are words that we just heard – it can happen. It will happen. And to, to freaking be self-aware enough that you have to understand that you have to feel that you're on the right path and stick with it is so 
vitally important to your business. Remington, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to let you answer your questions. I just needed to state that because that was an amazing wayfinding growth nugget. moment. So I love that there's a couple different points of view, which George stole my thunder. But the um, but as we you know, as you're saying that I, I came up with that meme, like mentally I was thinking about that meme with the miner that's about to hit diamonds and then turns around. Right. Like you could call it all the different things, you know, that ever, the stars aligned, if you will. But on the on the flip side, it's that you just kept pushing forward. And so that's that's fantastic. And I think in the world of entrepreneurship and this like instant overnight success, um, you know, uh, culture that we have nowadays, it's very refreshing to hear. Now we get to go in the next section, charting the course. So now we get to talk a little bit more about this fun formula that you have. Um, so why don't you just start with um, telling us what the fun formula is? The book. There it is. There's dun, the book. <laughs> Got to yeah. pick my book. The, yeah, the subtitle, no, which by the way, doesn't it look like a party? It, it does. This is, a, this is a business book, but the subtitle is How Curiosity, Risk-Taking, and Serendipity Can Revolutionize How You Work. So it's not a mathematical formula. It's a mindset. It's a way of life. It's it, it, Again, it is the anti hustle and grind. There is this notion out there put forward by some of our peers um, that you have to get up early, you have to stay late, you have to be there on the weekends. If you want it, if you're hungry, you got to go, 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 go for it. All well and good. There are seasons of life where you need to buckle down and get the work done. But I can tell you from observing my own life and the life of many of my peers that unless you're Gary Vaynerchuk, that lifestyle is not sustainable. That lifestyle will kill you. It will drain life from you. First problem is it puts your focus so much on materialism and on money and takes it away from the things that are, I have discovered I believe are most important in life. And it is not those things. It is the people in our lives and the experiences that we have. Because when we die, how much are we going to leave behind? Well, all of it. Whatever you've got, you're leaving it all. But the experiences that you've had and the lives that you've touched, the people that you have loved and have been in your circle, that goes with you, I believe, forever. And so when when I look again at the successes I had, I just told you one story where I felt like my role was very little in bringing about that success. Again and again and again and again, I've probably hit what I would call seven Grand Slam home runs in my career. And each one of them, I can point to the same concept that uh, it was less work, but it was the right thing at the right time, the right contact, the right phone call, going, showing up at the right event, taking the right risk that led to the biggest payoff. And whenever I tried the whole hustle and grind thing and tried to build an empire with 38 employees, that is when I had the biggest problems and when things didn't work out. So uh, this book is filled with uh, ideas and anecdotes, not just from me, but others that are in business who have experienced something similar. And it's exciting to me because people are waking up that uh, the hustle and grind is not the solution for most people. Again, if you're yeah. Gary V, g God bless you, you know, buy the Jets do what you, you know, build your empire, great. But right. if people are trying to be him, they're making a big mistake. 
And if they're trying to be me, they're making a mistake. And if they're trying to be George or Remington, they're making a mistake. You have got to find your core and your fun and pursue that regardless of what the world says. Because that is where your greatest potential and success lie. In my humble opinion, Mm. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Preach it. Man, I got to say, I can already tell I'm going to listen to this episode like when I go to bed, when I wake (laughs) up in the morning. like Waking up with George. Yeah, I'm I'm just telling you, this is crazy. So here's the thing, Um, Joel, because this is – by the way, so far this has been a How to Live Freaking Life podcast, like just in general. But let's drill down into business because you did say – and it does. The the book looks like a freaking party. Like the cover is amazing. It's just like, hey, it looks like a fun book that I want to read. And you stated it's a business book. So It is. By the way, isn't it interesting the way the light's coming into my room right now? I'm in the light. I'm in the dark. I'm in the light. (laughs) I'm in the dark. I'm a half and half. There you go. I don't. I don't think you could have. I don't. Yeah, I actually flipped it on to him. I I don't. I don't think you're ever in the dark, brother. You seem like a person who is always in the light, always uh, going towards that. And so here's the thing. Hey, can I can I stop you there? You can. You can. I I try to live there, George, but I'm a human being just like everybody else, and that means I have my you know things that I failed at. It means I have my struggles and my fears and my losses. And and one of the things I think is important, especially in business, is to not gloss over the fact that we all struggle. And Mm. these people that are out there always putting up a shiny front, like everything is perfect, that is fakeitude. It isn't real. And and don't buy it. Don't think just because somebody puts themselves out there on social, you know, is that everything is always rosy and perfect. They are lying to you. They are trying to sell you something. I'm I'm just a dude. That's it. I'm just a guy who's been making my way through life, and I've been blessed and fortunate to to find success in some areas, and I now have the privilege of sharing that with others. But I can also tell you stories of extreme failure. In fact, that's one of the points of the fun formula, is that failure is our greatest teacher. There is no better way to learn than to get slapped like that. And so been there, been in the valley of the shadow of death, um, mm. you know, philosophically speaking and fi- not physically, uh, thank God, not yet. But eventually that day will come too because we all go there. Uh, but I just wanted to make that clear because yeah. it's really easy to hype up people and the things they've done uh, and leave out the fact that the reason I've been able to succeed is because I have failed so miserably. Smooth seas never made a skilled sailor. That's my favorite quote of all time. Yeah. Very true. You don't you don't learn when, when hey when you hit the home run and things are successful, great. You celebrate, you have a drink, you you know, you hang out with your friends, you you spend some money, you sock some away, great. But when you are face down where the rubber meets the road, you know, where iron, uh, you know, it, where the the um, the gem is cleaned and and you know the the coal is brushed off that diamond that is when you know the real stuff happened and they were painful deeply deeply painful and yet they led to make me who i am and i think that it's a you know i like who i am today as a result of it like 
right. Now it's your turn. Just man. Like, (laughs) I I don't even know. So, like, yeah, you have to like yourself. Okay, so there's so much going on in my mind, but I am going to go back to – to the root of this and that is if I'm if I'm a business and I'm trying to grow uh, and I'm, I'm thinking about employees or I'm thinking about myself like let's get actionable and kind of tactical in this next question that I ask you and that is why does the fun formula or the things that you may talk about in the book that is the fun formula even matter to businesses Joel? Yeah, so it's all about business because business is just a subset of your life, right? They're not two separate things. How we, you know, we talk about personal and business. No, you're one person. You're an integrated whole person. And the things you do in business, unless you're totally disconnected from what you do at work, in which case I'm wondering, why are you doing that thing? Are you doing it? Are you getting fulfillment? Are you doing it just for the money? Uh, I'm not saying that those circumstances don't arise, but for most people, that's not very fulfilling. We want the work of our hands to be an extension of our hearts and our minds and who we are. And so stop trying to separate you know your personal and your business life is it's just life it's all part of your life and how you operate and the philosophy you bring into your life is going to impact your business it's it, to me it's common sense and yet we hear people continually make this divide and separate them i think that that's crazy i think that you miss out on what you're bringing to the table in your business if you try to compartmentalize these different aspects of your life. Let me give you an example. Yeah, go for it. I have always flowed through my day. The only times I block off business is when I have a call like this, right? Okay, let's schedule this. But I can't tell you exactly how the rest of my day after this is going to go unless it's on my calendar, I might goof off for a couple hours and and play a video game. I might buckle down and decide to plow through my email. I might record a podcast. I might go for a walk. I roll through my life and my day as if the week calendar, it doesn't matter. You're never going to hear me say, oh, I got a case of the Mondays. You're never going to hear me say, hey, it's hump day. We're halfway through the week. You're never going to hear me say, thank God it's Friday. Because every day for the entrepreneur, unless you have like scheduled hours at your shop or something, every day for the entrepreneur is an opportunity to find your flow. Now, that means it might be Monday and I don't feel like I'm not gonna. I'm not in the productive zone. I'm not gonna get anything done, and I might not do a lick of work on that Monday. And it could be a Saturday, and I could feel, well, I've got. I'm gonna plow through. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna get this done. It could be midnight when I come up with one of my greatest ideas and start writing something. It, it you find your flow, and you don't live on the calendar that the world has given you. You, you know, we have our own biorhythms, right? Find your fun, your flow, and your rhythm and be productive when you feel productive and you will be more productive as a result. So, so I want to. Did that make sense? No, no, it, it, I just babble? no, it, no it made sense. But I want to spin this for a second, Joel, because while I'm sitting here and I'm like, preach it. And, and I'm like, you're preaching to the choir because I feel very much the same way. I know that there's an audience out there that's listening right now that this is such a foreign 
concept that they are so used to my alarm goes off at five my coffee pot starts at 5 30 my shower i've got it hooked up to alexa it starts at 6 22 my car yes, they starts have accepted. itself yeah right they, so they have so, accepted that 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 is the role they play and there is security in that yes so there, there but, is a sense of Okay, I know what I'm doing, and a lot of people like that security, but I'm going to tell you, you've been sold something so, that you didn't necessarily want to buy. So with that, though, what what are some micro steps that you would – and I'm wondering if that's part of what is in the, the, the book. What, oh, are, yeah, what, the are book. Some, what are some micro steps that help somebody go, gosh, Joel is painting the most amazing picture, and I wish my life could be like that, but – I have no idea how to flip and get there. Mm, but everybody I know has got a big butt. <laughs> you <laughs> and, know, Sir Mix a lot. Sir Mix a lot says he likes big butts. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. He does. Well, and that's because he can't lie. That's just how it Another is. Uh, you know, here. It, it, so, yes, it is in the book. Um, and so I can't break it all down here, you know, easily, but I think it's in the inspiration and the stories, right? Sure. Um, the thing, we all have to find our path. And so when we talk about the fun formula, the reason it's not a mathematical formula is because it isn't one size fits all, but your size fits you perfectly. And you have to get out of the mindset of this is what I do because this is what I'm used to doing. This is where my security is. You might see it as security. It might also be a prison. And so start seeing your situation and reading into your heart. Like, what do I really want? Am I, am I living the life I really want? Am I doing what I'm really made to do? It starts with introspection. And that introspection, you might be so locked away from what you really want to do that you can't even get in touch with it. Great. Here's a micro step. Go to somebody that you love, know, and trust and say, you know what? Here's what I do for a living, but let's put that aside for a moment. And let me ask you, if you could dream for me, what do you see me doing? Where do you think I bring the most value? What would I do that you think would just make me come alive? And then listen. Listen to what they say. Ask multiple people. See if there are themes. Mm. You know, I remember when I was in college, um, I've always been a big music fan and uh, um, a hack musician at best. But I remember when I was in college at University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, uh, I was between my sophomore and junior year, and I was home for the summer. And a family member, knowing that I uh, loved music, said, have you thought about trying out to be a DJ on the, the radio station there? And it should have been obvious to me. But it wasn't, and it took somebody to point it out. I'm like, that sounds like a lot of fun. And I went back and auditioned, and I got a position. WPGU Rock 107 FM, Urbana Champagne's Classic Rock. And that led to, <laughs> after, you know, that led to me working in nightclubs while I was still in college and DJing on the weekends and having a blast. And that, after that, that led me to uh, working at a Dallas radio station and DJing in, you know, top tier nightclubs in the, the mid to late 80s. And then that led to my first entrepreneurial venture which was a mobile DJ business. I realized I was making 14 or $15 an hour in the clubs, 1988, that wasn't bad, but I can make 100 150 an hour if I'm DJing private 
parties and receptions. And I did that for, I don't know, seven years or so. And I learned about entrepreneurism and running my own business, all because a family member said to me, have you thought about being a DJ in the college radio station? Sure. Showing up, taking risks, and trusting the process is essential. That's the formula. Be curious. Take risks. Be willing to fail in taking that risk. And then wait. It doesn't all happen overnight. You don't throw a seed in the ground, pour a little bottle of water on it, and it turns into a tree. It doesn't work that way. It could take years. It could take a decade. It could take two decades before that thing comes up. So I like to see my life as I'm kind of like a Johnny Appleseed of my own life. I put seed out. I just, you know, I throw, there's opportunity and I investigate that opportunity. If there's a a window or a door open that piques my curiosity, I go, huh, what's in there? Oh, maybe I'll have that call with that person. Maybe I'll show up to that event, even though I'm not speaking or being paid to be there. Because that's when we open ourselves up to opportunity. And when you open yourself up without having expectations, things show up, people show up, opportunity shows up. Some of it will lead to nothing. Some of it could lead to something absolutely life-changing for you. This is why it makes me crazy when people say, that door that is is locked there before you and you can't knock it down and you just keep banging at it till you knock it down. I'm like, that is the most insane thing. Why in the world do I want to keep banging myself against this door that is seemingly locked tight when there are doors of opportunity that are wide open everywhere? And one of them might be a much better fit for me than what I think is magically behind that door. As a business owner, what I want to do, I know we have skeptics in, in everyday life. I know you referenced the but. So what I want to do here is, is two things. One is, as, from a company perspective, how do we reinforce this concept or this, this shift in culture in an organization to empower the team to be more like this? Well, I think we need to really explore what people's true gifts are, right? There's people that are dedicated to the company and to the brand that might not be in the perfect fit. You need to, you know, we go and we review employees and say, well, are they doing this? Are they doing this? Are they doing this? Check, job done. How about asking them, you know, their real opinion? Well, if you could change something about your job, what would it be? What ideas do you have that could help push our business and our brand forward. Uh, Do you think you're in the wrong position? We know you're dedicated and loyal to the company, but is there something else you'd rather be doing? And listen to people. If they're passionate about doing something else, there's a really good chance that they're going to be good at it. Or if you help to nurture and develop that skill in them, that they'll be good in it. It's not always a win, but you know, listening to people's hearts and minds is a really good indicator of where they're supposed to be. And so within a company culture, creating that type of environment that encourages individuality that can then help the, the whole is, I think, a really great way to go. Awesome. So, so, but let's be real. Like, let's let's just come back down to earth Uh-oh. for a hot Uh-oh. second. Um, Joe, where do you think most companies are with with that mindset or well, or think, even I that ability? Well, the the ability is a choice. 
Um, and I think the mindset is, you know, many, and I don't work for a company right now, so I can't speak to, you know, what most of them are doing, but I would imagine that, you know, roles are very important and there is a certain, you know, tried and true method and a formula that that business has created. That is not, uh, that is not the fun formula. Um, and I think they're shooting themselves in the foot. I think they're missing out on opportunity by not leveraging the, the gifts talents, abilities, um, and the inspiration that comes from, you know, the people who are working there. This is why a lot of people complain about their jobs. Sure. Because they're not living out who they really are. They're just doing a job. Wake up, corporate America. You are, you are squandering your talent. You are sitting on them and saying, we just want you to do this thing over here. When the truth is, if we allowed you to flourish doing this thing that, you're passionate about, we could be so much more successful. People are afraid. They want security. <laughs> and when you're in a, a corporate structure, especially the larger the company gets, people get threatened. What if the person yeah. that's under me is so talented that they pass me and sure. they become my boss? So now we have politics and, you know, uh, in, in, cor- in the corporate world, it's just it's a microcosm of the real world. You know, money, power. We're talking about companies and and trying to kind of lean into leveraging more of the, the fun formula. Where do you think that companies need to start going in order to kind of open this up and have that flexibility? And then I'm going to add an extra little question in there is how do you as a company start to really think about um, – like everyone's got to get a job done, right? There's things right. that have to be accomplished. So how do we find that – that mix between the two. Well, I think it's still important to have goals. It's just making sure that you've got the right people in the right positions. If somebody, look, on the surface, somebody could say, yeah, they're really happy doing their job. What they, what they might really be saying is, I'm okay with coming in and doing this and getting paid. That's, <laughs> that is not the same thing as I'm happy in my job. If you are not happy in your job, you are in the wrong job. Now, to be clear, there are times and there are circumstances where you just have to do what you have to do because you need to put food on the table, clothing on the back, shelter over your head, especially if you're a single parent and, you know, you're working two jobs. I I get that. I respect that. I honor that. Okay, that is legit. But if you have choices and you have options or you think you might have choices and options, but you can't quite see them clearly yet, then maybe you're not looking hard enough. Maybe you're not listening enough you know, to your heart or to other people. But I think that uh, if you're just showing up to do the work to get paid, something's wrong. Remington, here's the thing. Last week we interviewed Christopher Penn and – Mentally, mentally, yes. Mentally, I was in meltdown because we were so mentally ner- taxing on that direction. Nerdy. I feel like yes, this is so smart. He's so smart. He's so tactical and strategic. And that is a perfect example of somebody who's living their fun, but doing it in a different way. Right. right. That that it that is all Chris Penn. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this week, I feel like like I feel like the the emotional spiritual side of me is like it's it's literally screaming out right now with this whole conversation that we're having it's it's i mean it's it's amazing for me perfect timing like just beautiful stuff happening right here so 
Can I point something out, George? I know you got a thought there, but you know, you said the word inspiration, and I think that that is important. Um, I, I see my job not as a motivational speaker. I don't believe in motivational speaking. In fact, I think motivational speaking is ineffective for the long term. And you know, this, you get up there and you can do it and rah, rah, rah. <laughs> You know what? That all feels good in the moment. I don't like going to those events. I won't name any names where they're all just clapping hands and getting, you know, into a hysteria. Um, yeah. And that, cause then you got to go home. And if that motivation wasn't yours to begin with, you're not going to leave with it. What we want is inspiration. What we want are people who will fan the flames that are burning in our heart, even if they're just embers, so that the way you're feeling right now, you're feeling inspired. And I have not given you anything that you didn't already have. I just went and just blew on the flame that's there. It's your flame. And you can take that and you have everything you need to go do something with it. So that was my little motivation, All right. inspiration. So, yeah. So, so I have to take that now. Uh-oh. I have okay. to take that and go. So from a company point of view, because I'm looking for the guy that's hiring people, right? So from a company point of view, and for the record, I'm blowing all of our shit up. Like everything is blowing up at, at Impulse right now because I'm trying to rethink, and that's my job is to, as soon as people get comfortable with something, to change it. Uh, but – but when we're, um, but as we're doing this, and I'm, I'm currently working on um, missions for each position rather than job descriptions, mm-hmm. in regards to like what the target outcome and what you, what you should believe. How do you ask the right questions as a boss, in your opinion, to identify and fan that flame? Because first, ask you gotta them find what it. their mission is. Ask right. them what their mission. You have your mission. Find out what right. their mission is. Yep. And plug and when they tell you when they when they give you the company line, what right. you think what they think you want to hear, ask again. No, 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 no. Sure. What's your mission? Why are yeah. you here? What do you want? What do you bring to the table? Where do you see yourself creating the greatest value? for our company, for our brand. Where do you see yourself bringing the most value? If you weren't working here, where how would you bring the most value to other people? Take them outside of the context of the job and the expectations that that you have for each other. Find out who they really are. What really makes them tick? What really drives them? And then as a business owner have the courage to modify what they do in order to get the greatest value out of them. Because if they're doing what they love doing and what they're made to do, they're going to be more effective in your company than just doing what you've told them to do. Love it. So so there's a couple of things here. One, I think that that's going to scare the crap out of most people when, yes. you, when you ask them that, yes. which which is good because yes. that's probably like the the – polarizing moment that they need to rethink in the way that they're actually navigating their life, which is pretty much everything that we've talked about thus far on this Shake podcast. It up. I'm just I'm saying Shake that. It up. But here's the thing, and this could be a very anticlimactic question. Because with how you what you've said thus far, I think I know the answer, but I don't want to assume because we know what that does. Assumptions of what, the enemy. Yeah, yeah, and it makes well anyway. So I, I have no <laughs> idea what you're gonna ask. Here's so here's the it. thing. 
when it comes to this having your own fun formula, because it's not a mathematical equation, when it comes to understanding that you already have that ember inside of you and you're trying to figure out how can you get it to be fanned, um, or you're the company and you're trying to do this with your employees, is it going to be able to be the employer? Is it going to be the employees? In other words, the question that I want to ask you is who needs to be the flipping captain of this ship, of this idea around having a fun formula? Well, if it's your business and you're an executive, then you need to drive that ship. But ultimately, we are all in charge of our own lives. So you are your captain. Right. Stand up on the desk and salute yourself. Oh, captain, my captain. This is this is me. And if I am kowtowing, if I am sacrificing my soul for a J.O.B. and I'm missing out, look, gang, over the past six weeks, four people that I have known personally have died. Okay, Um, a a former brother-in-law, a former uh, employee a of uh, an acquaintance slash friend, somebody that I knew a little bit here locally who took his own life and an old friend from years ago passed away. All of them younger or up to my age. Oh, and a friend in the affiliate marketing space. Okay. Not to be a downer, but carpe the heck out of the DMs. Life is short. You don't know how long you have. And if you're just planning for the future, you might that future might not be there. If you're waiting for someday, someday may never come. It may, but it may not. This is it. You got today. Now, if, if that's not inspiration enough for you to get off your ass and go live your life in the way that is, is most in touch with your core, I don't know what will. What are you waiting for? Mm. You got one chance. Go do it. Nike got that right. Mm. Just do it. Stop waiting. Stop making excuses. It makes me a little angry, actually, because I've done it. We've all done it. We've all sold out a piece of ourselves for the promise of some day. What are you waiting for? Ask yourself that question. Let it sit there. What am I waiting for? So I'm trying to bring this back because typically this is a section where we ask about navigational tools. Um, and I mean, here's, I don't here's mean your tool. This way. in your yeah, heart. Uh-huh. Well, we have a note that says uh, we that says we have to talk about the book here um, be, that just got written in. But when we're talking about the book, so do you mind? And I realize you don't want to share the details of the book, but do you mind sharing some? reasons that the book is going to help and maybe call out a couple things and we will give you like there's space for a link in these show notes 100 percent because we've been we've been talking about it this whole show if i know you are not convinced (laughs) as of yet um to bullet point it would seem absurd if if you don't if you're not catching the vibe of you know what i'm putting out there and not stepping in you know (laughs) stepping in it i don't know what else to tell you because some simple bullet points of what you're going to learn is not going to match what we've already talked about. Yeah, yeah. So so well, let's go at this in a, a different direction, though. As somebody who is in the midst of writing a book, um, yeah. it, you as the author, right, 
What is the hashtag one thing that as you were writing this, as you were giving birth, as you were pouring your soul into the pages to dramatically change uh, the cosmos of how people believe? Because that's really what we've been talking about this entire time. An entire mind shift of the professional community from what they've been sold over the last four to six years on entrepreneurship. Like what was the hashtag one thing that you like was screaming out, this is what I want people to get? I'm going to actually – I didn't use this as a hashtag, but I think that this – I just referenced it. And I think if there was going to be a hashtag, it would be carpe diem. Which of course is Latin for seize the day. Uh, you know, I think it was uh, Henry David Thoreau said most people, most men live lives of quiet desperation, wanting deep in their hearts something more, something else, and yet feeling ill-equipped or trapped and unable to pursue that thing um, until they get to a point where there is a point where it's too late and there are regrets. And there's, there's actually a book that I reference in this book called the five regrets of the dying. You don't get to your deathbed and go, I wish I had made more money. I wish I had built another company. I wish I had created this product. Now, when you get to your deathbed, you're going to look at the experiences and the people in your life. You're going to look at the risks that you took, whether they ended up for better or for worse, and you're going to evaluate the risks you didn't take. The shot you never hit because you didn't take it, and you're going to regret that. The fun formula is designed to help you get in touch with what you really want, who you really are, and find your greatest success in both business and life from following that. You just made my job really difficult, just so you know, Joe, because I'm supposed to come off with some kitschy, like, and this episode brought to you by... Um, but dang, what I want to say first is rewind that section, listen to that section because you got to pull that out. Like it's absolutely getting pulled out. It's going to be the little like buzz teaser that we're going to use on social because that was some real deal. Holy field stuff right there. I do want to quickly say this episode of wayfinding growth podcast is brought to you by our new video fundamental masterclass you can go to impulsecreative.com forward slash vfm please don't let technology or mindsets hold you back we can free you when it comes to creating video for your sales marketing and service teams let's get back into the good stuff remington why don't you navigate us into the bermuda triangle yeah this one's gonna be fun so fun fact, I used to live in the Bermuda Triangle, so it's not as scary. It's actually quite beautiful water. Where do people get lost as they start thinking about this fun formula? Oh, I think they get trapped in what they've been told, right? There's a there's a mindset that the world puts out there. There's um, There's wrong beliefs, I think, that a lot of people have. There's bad teaching, you know, that people have adopted as truth. And you've got to step back from all that and ask yourself the hard questions about who you really are, what you really want, what value you really provide to others. Um, it's, you know, there's just too much programming. I don't feel like our school system, 
um, you know, does service to it. There's a lot of, you know, really good teachers out there. There's some really bad right. ones. Of course, every, if you were to ask them, they all think they're good, but let's face it, there's some bad ones out there as well. Applause to the good ones. Kudos to you. But, you know, uh, the school system is the only time in our life that we are put in a room with other people our age, right? Once we're adults, we don't think like that anymore. We don't. You know, yeah, we have some acceleration programs, but the people who are really different, um, they get often cast aside. But they're the geniuses often. They're the ones that we need to be paying attention to and nurturing those differences. And uh, I'm not sure I remember what the question was, but there's the answer. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. So, so first of all, like, just <laughs> like my, myself – and the education and the age, and there's so much going on there. Again, I cannot wait to uh, do the recap episode on this. Yeah, how, how I, old are you guys? How old are both you fellas? I'm 35. Okay, and how old are you, George? So, but I'd love to play this game, Joel. How old do you think I am? No, no, I don't. I don't play that game. <laughs> so I just turned 47. Okay, uh, I'm 54. We we hang like we show up at an event. We're just going to hang out together. I'm not going to go. Hey, jo- um, you know Remington. I'm old enough to be your father. You know I, th- I'm not. Yeah, I might think of that for a moment, but we're just going to hang as peers. Right. And that that's a huge. That's you know from school wise. That means I was you know I was going into college the day you were born. Right. But we don't look at that as adults and and think like that because we're adults. But there's something about the way we we treat children. We bring them up together. We cookie cutter. Uh, we don't teach them the right things. You know, I, I think reading, writing, and arithmetic, key, important, sharpen the mind. But, you know, we stop teaching things like Latin to kids, right? Not that you're ever going to use Latin, but actually understanding word origins, <laughs> it, it turns out, is pretty important to understanding the other languages, Right, that you might learn, whether it's Spanish or French or Italian or or whatever. You know, we don't teach. uh, We're we're teaching social norms. You know, we're teaching things right now that we're not teaching them how to balance a checkbook. Why not? Why not real world skills? Why not teach them? Why not instead of just give them a project, teach them to be truly creative and break out of the the constraints of a certain project and say, show me what you can really do. What do you really want to do? I'm, yeah. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm being eloquent, but I think you no, get the spirit of what, yeah, I'm, the under, what I'm going for. The underlying of it is is totally there, with, and it actually fits in the context of the whole podcast. So don't just listen to this part, people. Listen to the underlying thread yeah. that is. No, this don't episode. listen to what Joel's saying. Listen to what he's thinking. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> uh, See, this is, you know, th- this is part of it, gang. It's okay to to not have it all right. It's okay right. to be flawed. It's okay to be fully human, to be imperfect. You know, we, when I was younger, used to try and hide and make excuses and feel shame if I didn't get something right or if I misstated something as though I was stupid. And turns out I'm just a human being. And sometimes, you know, I, I say things and sometimes I get it right. Sometimes I don't. And that's okay. And, and I say that to free other people to be human, to be flawed, 
to be imperfect. You don't always have to get it right. You don't always have to know the answer because guess what? You don't. This is probably the most amazing case study of how to use vulnerability as a superpower. Like this mm. entire episode and Joel, the way that you have na navigated it. And here's the, the kind of final question as we start to uh, wind this down and before we get to the uh, section that you all, viewers and listeners, know I love so much. We're getting there. Um, personally, right? Because we are, we, we've said in here, we're, our, uh, you know, we're our captain's captain, where we should be navigating our ship. Obviously, mm -hmm. there's other ships that are, we're on that are being navigated by others as well. But, like, who do you think the pirate in this scenario is to watch out for? The, the one thing, the one mentality, the one whatever it is that is just gonna be like, just, what is it, swashbuckle the heck out of you? I don't know how that is. But. It, well, I, I don't know if it's a single pirate. It's whatever it is that keeps you stuck and not pursuing who you really are and what you really want to do. That's it's your, you know, just like you got to find your own fun. Uh, we all have our own demons, you know, and the villains in our life, those those obstacles that are going to, you know, whisper in our ear. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. That's too risky. You're going to you're going to lose it all. You're going to lose respect of your peers. You're going to you know, your family's going to starve all of these these voices, they're our own inner demons, really. They're our own insecurities. You are not only the captain, but you are your own worst pirate. Yar, mateys. <laughs> like they're... By the way, I just noticed now, because I am not the most perceptive brick in the, uh, the building, that you're wearing a Nike hat with the Just Do It swoosh on it. I just now, you know, because I referenced <laughs> it earlier, but I just now saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny because um one of the things that gets me in trouble but also um is what I would call a superpower is I just do things. Like I I literally like in Remington it's funny in our relationship uh I'm like dude you just need to tell me when to slow down cuz I got giddy up covered. <laughs> and and we'll just yeah, go from I think there. That's great. Just doing things uh that's motion. Right? right. It's not all it doesn't always turn out to be yep. the best motion. But more often than not, if you're moving, you're living. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess I should put a caveat in there. Stop occasionally. Mm. Slow down um, and appreciate what you have. Because moving, always moving could be misconstrued for hustle and grinding as well. Fair. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so now that uh, we've gone through that it's time for captain killing it where joel we look at somebody on the internet somebody around the topic that we've covered that is either killing it in a good way or in a bad way with you i'm pretty sure i know which direction direction this is gonna go so who would you call out on this week's wayfinding growth podcast as the captain killing it I've got to say, this guy was, I've known him for a number of years, admire what he's done, um, and so embodies the fun formula, the personification of it. I feel like maybe more than myself that I asked him to write the foreword to the book, mm -hmm. The Fun Formula. His name is Lou Mangello, and uh, Lou is a recovering attorney who, be, due to his passion for 
Disney, Walt Disney World, abandoned his legal practice, moved his family to Orlando, and started the WDW Radio podcast, which is now one of the most popular Disney World and all things Disney-related podcasts in the world. Uh, Lou is the personification of walking away from what the world told him he needed to do to get his education, to be a professional, to to support his family, to follow his passion. And it's he is magnetic. He is just pure walking joy because he is living out his fun formula in in a demonstrative, inspiring way. So Lou, love you brother. Shout out. Hmm. Cool. So we're we're going to start to kind of close this up with a nice bow on it. So where can folks connect with you as uh, they start navigating the seas of the fun formula? Uh, well, I am at Joel Com, J-O-E-L-C-O-M-M, on all the socials. My blog is joelcom.com. The book with a bunch of bonuses, if you go to the website, is funformulabook.com. A lot of great bonuses there. And uh, if you either are crypto curious or crypto serious, I invite you to go to badcryptopodcast.com. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the places. And uh, if it's frightened you, uh, Travis Wright and I are going to make it easy and fun for you to understand because one of the uh, qualities that I've been blessed with is the ability to be a futurist, to see what the next big thing is. And cryptocurrency and blockchain are going to revolutionize the world. They will impact you. And if you're not learning about it now, um, it's kind of like when I got started on the Internet in 1995 and I knew that this was going to be a thing, cryptocurrency is that all over again. So don't miss it this mm. time. Again, I get to be the anticlimactic guy. So I'm super curious, uh, Joel, <laughs> uh, audio book yet or not? Yeah, there's an audio book. Unfortunately, I did not um, read it. I wanted to, and the publisher had already hired and started with somebody. So if there was, this is my 15th book, and if there was one book I thought I really wanted to read, it was this. Uh, but I let it go. It didn't happen, and uh, but it's it's still it's a great listen. Love it. Let it go. Let it go. I'm going to say that's multiple music references in this episode again. Hey, Wayfinding viewers and listeners, if you love this podcast, if you're listening to it on iTunes, make sure you leave five stars, a rating and review, some nice words. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the bells, the likes, the subscribes, all the things so we know that you're part of the community. And hey, usually I tell you to, you know, leave the dock of mediocrity, sunset, all that good stuff. But I want to stop for a second and I want to say, Joel, this has been absolutely amazing. I appreciate you taking the time. If there's one last piece of wisdom that you would love to leave oh. the Wayfinding Growth Podcast with, what would that be, fine, sir? I would hope to leave this podcast with a uh, the way I, I sign off on my emails. I started this probably a dozen years ago because everybody, you know, signs off with uh, to your success, right? That type of thing. I'm like, that's so common. I want to stand out. What do I really want for people to do? I want them to do good stuff. And I always sign off my emails with that. And what that means is put good out there in the world. 
without always expecting something in return and trust the process that when you put good out there, sometimes in ways and shapes and forms that you can't predict, good will come back and you'll make a difference. Amen. Do good stuff. And that's a wrap and we'll see you next week.